Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. It's another episode of Telling Everybody Everything with me, Lockdown's Catherine Ryan, formerly of television. And what a week it has been following the comings and goings of this bespectacled prick called Dominic. I just, I don't care. I don't care to see this man in his rose garden, sat at a poker table, telling me another lie. You know a liar is lying when they explain back to you their version of what you already know. Another thing that you're not supposed to do in conversation, and I see people doing this all the time, if you are in some type of altercation with your partner, for example, never say, you wanted to do this and you don't care about me and you, you're not allowed to argue like that. You have to say, I feel disrespected. I feel, you can't tell someone what's going on in their head. Well, you thought that if you did this, then I would did it. Those are two types of wheeling and dealing that I am not about. And the only other thing I have to say is, yeah, this guy drove to his father's castle in Durham or whatever he did. A few of us have bent the rules a bit. And I never really understood why we weren't allowed to drive places apart from you know, the main reason that we want to stop traffic accidents. Come on, this is like the worst kind of parent going, no, you can't have ice cream. Fair enough. A four-year-old probably shouldn't have ice cream at 8 p.m. But you don't have to be a dick and be eating a magnum in front of them when you say it. This week I learned that Mario of Super Mario and Luigi Brothers Plumbing Business was like 59 years old in the video game and Princess Peach was 15. Did they have a romantic relationship or was he just saving her? We never saw them bang in the video game, but come on, that was a romantic relationship. Mario would not have got his business partner and his little friends all involved in saving this princess. He wanted to marry her. There's like a kiss at the end when he saves her. It's sick. They're cartoons. Still, I don't like it. I just don't like the constant relentless narrative that a 60-year-old business owner should be with a 15-year-old girl. Should have any interest in saving her from some turtle dinosaur. Also, Peter, I don't like it. And I've been watching 90 Day Fiance, old seasons, of course. We don't have this show in the UK, and it's a real travesty. It's on TLC in America. You can get it on streaming services in America, but it needs to be primetime viewing. 
My favorite person is this Russian girl called Anfisa. Anfisa? And she starts talking to this guy called George, but it looks like Jorge. And he is amazing. He's like a real sweet guy, American drug dealer. He's a drug dealer. He says right on the show, oh, I'm in the marijuana business, legal marijuana. And I was thinking, wow, he's on the ground floor of what is now totally legal. And he is probably a millionaire at this point, because this is an old season from a few years ago. But then he's driving around doing some shady deals. He's like, I'm, I'm making just a $15,000 drop in the Burger King parking lot. I mean, George was in some shady business and he's currently in prison, but that's beside the point. I have spoiler alert. And Fisa came over from Russia. And at the time she was just a real bitch. She was like, you have to buy me this kind of dress. You have to buy me that kind of ring. I have a standard of apartment I want to live in. And George was like, well, you know, everyone thinks you're a gold digger and it's not really fair. And she is the only 90 day fiance bride I have seen to just call it out to him. She was like, well, so what? Yes, I want your money. If you don't have money, I don't marry you. If I'm not beautiful, you'll not marry me. Checkmate, Amphisa. George was not bad looking, but he liked the idea of having a hot little bodied Russian wife. He liked that. If you don't want a young woman to be fleecing you for your cash, then go date a very smart woman who doesn't care about money, who is in your physical league. George. He looks good, though, in jail. He's been working out. I have spent so much time at home that my track pants now have a window seat. Window seat is a term coined by my deceased grandmother for when the bum of track pants starts wearing away so that's just a a thin, almost tissue layer of Jersey cotton. And it's translucent in a way. It's see-through that makes it a window seat. I just love the term window seat because you don't want to say to someone, excuse me, the ass in those pants is wearing away and I can see everything. No, you just go, ooh, maybe time to chuck those trackies in the bin. You've developed a window seat. I like to remember my grandmother with these beautiful rituals language. Last week, I did a podcast about sex fetishes and the time that I was targeted by an inflatophiliac. Long story. Listen to the podcast if you haven't. And I've, I've got some reactions to that in the emails. I'm going to read this first one from Dave. My wife and I have been enjoying your podcast. Please keep it going. As we listen to you talking about your nude selfies and the inflatophilia incidents in episode eight, I found myself wanting desperately to tell you about Badass Army. And the link for that is badassarmy.org. It's a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing support to victims of revenge porn, image abuse, and eradicating the practice through education, advocacy, and legislation. They've been very successful at tracking down abusive dickheads to get photos removed from websites and search engines. And sometimes their work even leads to the prosecution of offenders. At least a couple of the women running this group are seriously talented information security professionals, which is a community I follow and thus how I came to hear about them. Dave, thank you, badassarmy.org. We need to eradicate revenge porn. And that is such important work. It ruins lives. Though in my podcast, what I was doing is asking for my ex to release the nude pictures of me because I looked incredible in them. I mean, of course, I'm joking. I don't want him to release those, but I might be able to join the badass army myself because 
I broke up with a boyfriend who was a creep and I went on his computer before I left. I mean, I burned every bridge and smashed every window on the way out, figuratively speaking. But I went on the computer and there were some explicit photos of me that I left on because, I, you know, the ones where I looked 10 out of 10, I just couldn't bear to delete those. I left maybe three or four photos of myself, deleted all the others. And then I found folders of other women. He had kind of like a serial killer, different folders with women's names. And I clicked on a few and they were just a labia collection, if you will. And I deleted all of it. I deleted and then I deleted the trash. I'm just doing God's work out here. And here's another one from Hannah. You are my favorite white mom. I enjoy how you can be one without being a Karen. Oh, do we know about Karen in the UK? Karen is, um, well, the recent woman, Amy Cooper, who was reprimanded by a black man who was bird watching because she had her dog off the lead. Um, she didn't like being told what to do by someone whom she felt was beneath her. And so she nearly choked her dog um, and rang the police on him, which is an act of violence in America. We know this. That's a Karen. Karens are women who weaponize their privilege and basically call the police on a black child's lemonade stand. So that's what a Karen is. Sorry if your name is Karen and you don't like that. Just why don't you then, Karen, be part of the Karen movement to be an advocate and change the Karen name. It's not about you, Karen. I've always loved your comedy. Thank you. I loved your episode on kink shaming. I'm part of the BDSM and kink scene in London. Usually members of the community date and contact each other on apps. As a woman of color, I get my fair share of fetishization without adding kink onto it. That I can mostly handle. I can't handle white men, it always is, sending their weird fantasies without even a hello or a hi my name is. If this was an isolated incident, I would say they don't care about my humanity or sensibilities. Hmm. Please see the list below. Oh, there's a list. Oh, I love this kind of stuff. I mean, I don't. Number one, one guy wanted me to sit on him with my quote unquote booty. Number two, one guy wanted to basically recreate a plantation scene and was happy to buy the chains. <gasps> Number three, this guy was really into ghetto gagging. I won't shock you with the details. A man, wow, no, I can't read that one. It's about poop. One man just sent me a very long and vivid shaving fantasy. You guessed it, he didn't even say hi to me first. Oh my gosh. I say all of this to say yes, it's awful that women get sent awful things, but I do believe in layered and active consent. Forcing your kinks on people is wrong and people need to find a way to express and explore their fantasies. Just not in my inbox. Yes. Thank you for that. I mean, consent is the headline and what the hell is wrong with people? I am so sorry to hear about those experiences and I hate to say that it doesn't even shock me. There is some type of ancestral entitled hangover. See, people think we're just born like a fresh set of DNA. Oh, I'm a new baby in the world. Teach me everything. I really believe that we carry some of these sick ancestral quality. We remember somewhere about our ancestors. And Whitney Cummings, the brilliant comedian, was actually telling me that if you show a baby a picture of a spider, the baby has never seen a spider, doesn't know what a spider is, 
that baby will cry and be like, I don't like that. There's something in our genetics that brings information from the past. So, oh, I mean, I would tell these men to do a real deep dive on their heritage and sort out what kind of terrible, terrible relatives they had. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's get down to the, what's the worst slang I can think of? Baby batter. I want to talk to you about sperm banks today, and I hadn't considered broaching this subject until I read this email from Julie. Hi, Catherine. I've enjoyed your comedy for years. Blah, blah, blah. I'm always told by my friends that I am too open and honest with everyone, and I'm trying to learn to keep it to when it's appropriate. But I, too, like to tell everybody everything. I'm a 34-year-old single mom. My eight-year-old son and I finally got a two-bedroom flat with a garden last year. I've never been happier. However, there's one thing, if you ask my son, two things missing. I really desperately want another baby. I'm scared I'm running out of time. Oh, gosh. I just have to take a moment to take that, breathe that in. Running out of time. Ladies, 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 get a man, man, man. You're running out of time. You're 34. You're not running out of time, but it's, it is a good window to make a decision. I'm so broody and I'm jealous of my friend's pregnancies. I hate feeling like that. And I want my son to have at least one sibling, even though I know there will be a big age gap now. He really wants a brother or sister. He talks about it a lot, but when he talks about it, he also talks about wanting a stepdad and to be a proper family. Excuse me, son, Julie, you need to tell this little boy, you are a proper family. Do you know, I said to my therapist, Pam, oh, well, I'm, I'm questioning the way that I want to grow my family. This was about two years ago. I said, I, I don't know. I, I think that we should be normal. Maybe, maybe I'm supposed to have a normal family. And Pam challenged my definition of normal. She said, well, what do you mean? Do you mean statistically most common? Because you being a single mother to this eight-year-old girl, you are statistically normal. Just tell your son from me, families come in many shapes. Okay. The thing is, I don't know if it's even possible for me to have that kind of relationship with a man where I would feel comfortable enough around them that I could live with them. I left my son's dad when he was almost two and I moved back here from a different country. We're still in touch for our son's sake. They talk on the phone every few days. Okay, and then a lot of bad stuff happened here. So I'm going to skip this paragraph for privacy and I'm going to pick it back up. 
That relationship with his dad is the only proper relationship I've ever had, but I don't know how to have a healthy one. After I left him, I didn't go near anyone for two years and then went through a phase of, you know, flings. Okay. So to paraphrase this next paragraph, you're kind of dating, but it's no one that you want to be serious with. And you don't introduce these people to your sons. You don't want them to get attached. Great. I like having my own space and it being my house and my rules and not having to check things with anyone or make joint decisions or compromises. My existing son's happiness is my priority and I wish I could give him the family he wants, but I can't just magic up a stepdad out of thin air. And if I wait much longer, he'll be grown up and I'll be too old to have another baby. Wow. Egg freezing is not available to everyone. I wish that it was. It's very expensive. It can be time consuming and painful and it doesn't even work all of the time. It's not a guarantee. If men stopped being fertile around their late thirties, you better believe that it would be included in your national health service to have your sperm frozen at 34. I really wish that you could do this. And then it would just take the monkey off your back and you could sort of think about it a little while later and have a baby in your fifties like Janet Jackson. But like you, I mean, wait a minute at exactly 34, I found myself in the same place. What, what is this? I'm going to check that your email is genuine because it really feels like you've read my scripts for the Duchess, which is coming out on Netflix shortly. No. Okay. You appear to be a real person. I was going through the same thing. So I went to the doctor and I had my ovarian reserve tested. Maybe that's something that you could do. And then they tell you if it's high or low. I was very lucky. Mine was really high. She was like, you're not in any rush. You have eggs. And then I just felt like I'm the type of person I'm happiest when I'm active. I'm not happy to be passive. And I think that is very typical of a single mother. You're always moving. You're always shaking. You're always pouring someone an apple juice, making a sandwich. You know what I mean, Julie? So after I had my ovarian reserve evaluated, my next step was looking for sperm to freeze. And I've still got it in the freezer, not in my house, just in the, in the sperm bank. Again, this is not something that's available to everyone. Though I have seen like channel four documentaries about just random men around the UK who are quite happy to drive to your house plug in their pornography and like come in the back of a van. I don't want to judge, but there are men up and down this country who seem fine. If all you're looking for is fine, you know, regular genetics. If you just want a baby, then I suppose you could get any old bloke to just come into your hands. Maybe these are the the earth mothers who get pregnant very easily. They're not putting a lot of thought into it. They go on gum tree or maybe there's like a cum tree and they just find like Steven from like Maidenhead. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to drive down now. Um, have you got Wi-Fi? And, and then the guy will like walk into your home sometimes. I mean, some of the women have the good sense to make him jerk off in the van. <laughs> Some of them let the dude into their house. I saw one woman, she got an extension lead so that this guy could go in the bathroom while her other children played around the house, by the way. He comes out, you know, it's all very civilized. He's got a little Mountain Dew bottle of jizz and then the woman has to take some like kitchen utensils and just put it up herself in the bedroom. He's gone by then. These are very rudimentary. I mean, this is what I would imagine farmers do when they want 
to impregnate sheep just seems very backwoods to me. Men seem to be generally more okay with donating sperm than women are with donating eggs. And I don't know why that is, but I do know that eggs are far more expensive than sperm. So supply and demand, I can only draw that conclusion. Let me tell you, Julie, how I found the perfect sperm. And I wonder if I'm allowed to donate it to you because it's still in the freezer and I don't need it anymore. And I would be very happy to donate to you. I promise it's 10 out of 10. So I'm looking at the UK catalog of sperm and it's so crazy how they write it up. It's baby pictures of different men to protect their identity. You don't wanna see what they look like today or else you might run into them in the Costa Coffee or whatever. So it'll be a fake name, I assume, chosen by the sperm hospital and a baby, a real baby picture of this guy. So it, there's this real disconnect between looking at a photo of a baby and then reading about the man, the man's life and what he hopes to achieve and why he is donating sperm in the first place. And all of these little write-ups are done by the clinic. So if you've read a few, you can sort of read between the lines if they like this guy or not. In the end, I decided not to go with any UK banks because their reasons creeped me out. A lot of them were really clever. You know, they'd say, I'm a biomedical engineer and I just want to propagate my seed. They, they had very imperialist, very empire-driven reasons for wanting to donate the sperm. And I'm thinking about my own family. I don't want some diabolical little baby who knows if I'm getting like some Tory sperm by this guy that's like, well, I just want to make as many children across the land as I can. And here's why, you know, I'm such a clever man. I deserve to have many, many children. They just didn't feel altruistic to me. And I meditated on it. Of course I did, Julie. And I said, well, hang on. There's a sperm bank in Seattle. And from what I know about Seattle, you know, they're just more artistic, earthy. I started reading those profiles and there were more boys who were just like, oh yeah, you know, I just, I'm a barista and I want to help a family out. That is the kind of relaxed attitude that I'm looking for in a baby. There are some, you know, duds. I don't know. You have to choose what's right for you. You can read through all these profiles. I still have a login. I'm going to log in now and read a few so you get what I mean. Oh gosh, and they have like a featured donor. And then sometimes the good donors run out. They're like, oh, well, we are clean out of Liam, but you know, have you considered Prince? This guy's name is Prince. Um, he has brown eyes, black hair, he's five foot 10, he's 140 pounds, and his blood type is O, rhesus positive, same as mine. His ethnicity is a mix. He's Dutch, East Indian, and German. Whoa. What? That sounds actually, hang on, Julie. This is what we're doing. We're doing a sperm hunt for you now. I love this mix. You don't want anyone, like I'm 96% Irish and I think that's dangerous. I think you need the strongest characteristic from loads of backgrounds if you want to be a healthy individual. I can't even spend like five minutes in the sun. I can hardly stand in front of the fridge. I have to decide quickly what I want to eat or I'm getting a sunburn. All right donor description, and here's where it gets spicy. Prince is an average height, <sighs> hurtful, with a slender yet athletic build. 
He stays in shape by playing sports, specifically his favorite sport, soccer. He has moderately tan skin with a few freckles and dimples, ooh, dimples, Julie, and thick, straight black hair. His most prominent and projecting feature are his large, sparkling, dark brown eyes set in stunningly beautiful long eyelashes. <laughs> this is like what a letting agent does. Like, well, you know, this cozy kitchen is average window space, uh, south-facing garden, you know. I, I love thinking like who, what work experience writer do they bring on to, to do these little blurbs? Prince is currently studying computer science. Oh yeah, he's a, a student. A lot of them are students. The one that I chose, I think was like 19 or 20 years old, which made me quite sick, but that is sort of the youngest, strongest sperm. See, we have this idea that it's just the women who start to get infertile as they get older, but if you match an older woman with young, young sperm, there's a greater chance of success. Similarly, when you see these guys who are 80 years old having a baby, it's usually because their girlfriend is some 22-year-old Russian model, you know? Prince is currently studying computer science and business administration with the ultimate ambition of owning his own data analyst business one day. His ultimate ambition is to own a data analyst business? In his free time, he enjoys reading mystery novels. It's difficult to judge these boys because they are boys and you don't really know how old they are, but you get a sense. They're always students. And what does a young man like? I mean, the one that I chose, his fake name was Bodhi. And you get a voice recording of them too. And he was just really like, yeah, I like my skateboard. I love my brothers. I love my mom. Just exactly the energy that you want from a baby. And his baby pictures were adorable too. I need to see if I can find some more men for you because I don't know if Prince is the one. Gavin, oh, adorable. Yes, but please stop showing me baby pictures of these guys who are gonna wank in an office. We cannot say enough wonderful things about Gavin. He's genuine, polite, caring, athletic, and good looking. See, this is a better review. You read enough of the reviews and some of them really jump out at you and you can tell he was charming when he came in the office. Whoever was doing the write-up about him was blown away by Gavin. Gavin always comes in with a smile. Uh, yeah, because he is about to have a wank and he's 19. Exuding optimism <laughs> and looking for a way to improve our day. What? it's like to be a young man. So he comes into the place where he's about to jizz into a cup and he's thrilled because he's about to make a grand or however much money you get. And he wants to improve their day. I mean, just wear gloves would be one way to do it. Don't shake my hand. What's he bringing like muffins? He's got material prepared, joking with these babes. He loves to give back to his community and the people in his life. Gavin is currently working on a degree in education so he can become a teacher. He coaches basketball, a sport he loves and he's played since he was a child. Standing at six foot two, Gavin looks like a basketball player. Well, that's because he fucking is one. His height plus his long, well-defined muscles give Gavin the look of a natural athlete. Gavin has large brown eyes and full lips that accentuate his amazingly infectious smile. He keeps his hair short and is usually clean shaven. 
He has a casual style which reflects his easygoing personality. Gavin is truly an amazing donor and we are lucky to have him in the program. Who wrote this about Gavin? Does Gavin's mother work at the sperm bank herself? And she's like, Gavin, you know, Gavin just really revs my engine. But I have to tell you, I'm tempted. I'm tempted by the sales pitch. I would love some Gavin babies. Do you think Bobby K would be cool with it if I had like, you know, one of his babies and then maybe I could have some more, I could have some others by other people. Do you think that would hurt his feelings? I don't think this guy's better than Bobby, but I just think we have to get one of these kids. Okay, Raj. Raj has handsome angular features and a boyish grin. He has a smooth olive complexion with beautiful clear skin. He has a head of amazing thick dark hair and a lean athletic slender frame that he keeps in shape by playing numerous sports. He is attending university to complete his degree in biochemistry. Though he is analytically minded, he's quite friendly and easy to talk to. He comes from a long line of doctors and educators. Well, 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 a lot of pressure on Raj. Raj is a well-rounded and cultured individual who divides his time between academic pursuits, athletic activities, travel, and time with friends and loved ones. With his intelligence and determination, he definitely has a bright future ahead of him. See, there's something about me where I don't think I want intelligent babies anymore. Violet's intelligence is nothing but a burden. And I also think the way the world's going, you want to be Forrest Gump. That is the way to a happy life. Do you know chimpanzees and dolphins are two of the smartest animals and they're also the most evil? You know that dolphins rape and a chimpanzee will bite your face off. And I met a zoologist at one of my gigs and he was telling me that you don't, you don't want to mess with either of these two animals and the whole reason they're mean is because they're smart. Porter. In Porter's photo, he is sat on a very tacky carpet, but he's got some cute little plastic toys. He's like playing with shapes and blocks and things. And he's got a really perfectly round head. Porter's bright blue-green eyes light up any room he walks into. Paired well with his sandy blonde hair and engaging smile, Porter has a very attractive look. He sports lean, muscular arms and legs, which he keeps fit by running and riding his bike frequently. He sports lean, muscular arms and legs. I am obsessed with these writers. Who is writing this? Do you moonlight doing romance novels? What the fuck? Is there like a template? And do they ever give someone a bad review? You know, like Jamie came in hobbling from a heavy night on the coke. We really cringe whenever we know that he's got an appointment to jerk off because his breath smells and he says weird shit to us and just don't buy this sperm. Trust me. <laughs> like... He wears Spider-Man underpants. I've never seen like a bad review. Just some stand out. He usually comes into our office with stories of his recent adventures. And it's clear that he has an extreme amount of enthusiasm for exploring and new experiences. Porter makes for an excellent donor and could be the perfect choice for you. I don't know why I think this is so crazy. I want to work in this clinic. Why are these guys making small talk? This is why they don't know what to write in the British clinics because a British man walks in to the wank bank with his eyes on the floor and he's not chatting to these people. He's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed to be here, I'm sorry. 
just come and go, literally. Thomas. Thomas is um, wearing a cowboy outfit. <laughs> In this photo, Thomas is like three years old, I think, which, I mean, he submitted this photo, obviously. Where else are they going to get it? And instead of a baby picture, he decided, no. Do you know what's really going to let the ladies go in? Is me looking like Magic Mike, some sort of Dream Boys, Chippendales outfit. He looks like one of the cowboys from the village people. He's got like a gun. He's three. He's on a rocking horse. He's got cowboy boots, a gun in a holster which I don't think we let three-year-olds have realistic looking toy guns now for obvious reasons. Little short shorts and um, a handkerchief around his neck and a hat. He looks adorable. Kind of looks like Jessica Simpson in Dukes of Hazard as well. I'm into it. Thomas is tall with broad shoulders. No, he's not. He's a teeny tiny cowboy. Long limbs and a slim, long limbs and a slim athletic build. He is an active runner, skier, mountain climber, who feels right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Thomas's kind face is narrow. Okay, here's another thing that I was avoiding. This is why these write-ups count. My face is narrow. Thomas's kind face is framed by dark hair that contrasts attractively with his fair skin and pale blue eyes. He has a tidy appearance, preferring to stay outfitted in professional attire and keeping his face clean shaven. No. See, I wouldn't go for this guy. I don't like, I don't like that he's showing up to the sperm bank in a tuxedo. He's a skillful businessman who's found success with finance and investments. <coughs> no, Julie. Mm -mm. You cannot have this cowboy businessman clearly goes to Trump rallies. This donor's fake name is Banks. That's a little on the nose, don't you think? This one has blue-green eyes, blonde hair, he's six foot one, 207 pounds, and he's a radiation therapy student and a waiter. Radiation therapy? Is that the kind of employment that you want when you're selling your sperm? Banks is an energetic, outgoing, and hardworking student who keeps a busy schedule between classes in his medical program and shifts working in the food and beverage industry. <laughs> I love that. Food and beverage industry. He's a waiter. Nothing wrong with being a waiter. I worked at Hooters. Nobody said I was in the tits and chicken industry. <laughs> this baby's name is Baylor. B-A-Y-L-O-R. Not a name. You had Taylor came in and they were, they were like, oh, what do you want your fake sperm name to be? And he was like, anything you want. And they were like, fuck, I've had a long day. It's 4.55 p.m. Taylor, you're late. Baylor is friendly with a magnetic, outgoing personality. He's tall and handsome. He's exceptionally attractive with a square jawline, tidy brows. Tidy brows? Tidy brows are a lifestyle choice, not a genetic trait. You don't need to put that on there. Oh, Baylor, you know, he gets eyebrow threading twice a week. That doesn't mean my baby. I have had plastic surgery. My baby's not going to come out Botoxed with fake tits. So you can't include that stuff. Anton. Anton is very grown up to be using this photo. I think he looks about seven in this photo. If I knew this man as an adult, which I don't, obviously, I would look at this photo and I would recognize it was him. Like if I saw a picture of any friend that I have now, when they were seven, I would recognize them. Anton, where are the photos of you before age seven? Were you maybe the youngest of like five or six kids and your mom just stopped taking pictures of you by then? That's what happened, isn't it, Anton? 
Oh, he's from a big family, definitely. And this is the earliest photo that he's got. <laughs> he's like nearly got a mustache in it. Anton is adventurous and is motivated by his career goals and desire to start a family of his own in the future. He's a jet setting traveler who enjoys an active lifestyle, exploring the world in various climates. He very much wants to have his own family someday and to help others build families of their own. Yes, see? In summary, Julie, if you know for sure that you want more than one child and you're 34 and it's in the forefront of your mind right now, just do it now. There's no good man that you're going to meet who would have been okay with the eight-year-old but not okay with a baby. This baby, this is like a free baby. If I met Bobby Kay and he was like, well, by the way, I'm expecting a, a surrogate is having my baby any day now and I'm going to be the father, the single father of this baby, that would have only got my knickers off sooner, let me tell you, Julie. So just do what you want to do and the right person is not going to judge you for that. Julie, you need to get on this website. You need to have a baby with Gavin, maybe two or three more. No one comes to the end of their life and says, oh yeah, but I wish I had fewer children. And then your son might also get a really fun, cool stepdad. All right. Having a baby does not negate the possibility that a wonderful man is going to walk into your life. Keep getting on with your life, be the best person that you can be, and you'll have everything you want. I love your letters. I'm sorry that I don't reply to all of them, but I try to do my best. Please keep writing me to everything at gmail.com. If you're interested in becoming a local sperm donor for Julie and you have a van, please write me, um, include a baby picture of yourself and a brief description of you know, the standard things, your ethnicity, your height, and the reason why you would like to jerk off in that van. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.